0: hi friends welcome back to another episode i'm so excited that you're tuning in um i'm your host yvette and this is god girl and a mic today we have a co-host so stay tuned hi friends welcome back to another episode of god girl and a mic I'm your host, Yvette, and today I have another special guest with me. Um, She is just so cool and honestly so kind and genuine. And I feel like the perfect person to do this podcast with, Miss Courtney Berry. Would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, thank you, Yvette. (laughs) Um, Hello, everyone. So I'm Courtney. Um, I like bringing people together and creating experiences for people. Um, And I'm happy to be on this podcast. So thank you. <laughs> Yay. Um, so today we are talking about people pleasing. And Courtney, you and I, I feel like maybe we haven't gone super in depth in this conversation before, but I feel like we've touched the topic um, in some of our conversations. And it's just really intrigued me, like, just to know that there's, like, other people that go through this experience Um, I know it sounds silly but yeah you were definitely like one of the first people that I was like oh okay like so I'm not losing my mind this is an actual (laughs) thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think before we kind of jump into it let's get like a working definition because I feel like in order to I guess kind of deal and heal with the things that we're going through we have to know what it is first and be able to identify it. So I think I would ask you, what would you classify, I guess, in your own words or through your own experiences, people-pleasing looks like? Yeah, I would say, so I, um, I often talk about codependency Okay. and um, codependency and people-pleasing, they're not the same, but I know that codependency people who struggle with codependency um are people pleasers but not all people pleasers are codependent Mm. so um very interesting we'll get more into that later but i would say my definition um for people pleaser is someone who denies their own feelings and emotions and values to fulfill someone else's in order to maintain the relationship um and i would i guess another way to look at it is um people pleasers pretty much live someone else's life um, wow yeah and, and it seems like they're trying to be valid validated and accepted by doing what someone else is, someone else wants so um yeah i mean and i can and i can say i'm a people pleaser um i'm a recovering people yes pleaser. so I um yeah I, and it's it's been a struggle for me um but as I heal and grow, it's definitely freeing and unlearning like all the stuff I've learned from childhood and things that, um, you know, unsaid rules and right. culture. Like it's a lot of unlearning, but um, it's been a process for sure. Yeah. Like people pleasing is definitely first of all, your definition was like spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, yeah, it's it's definitely like an emotional need. That's mm-hmm. what I feel like. To like, you need something. Like you need to like people please because of just like you said, like past childhood traumas or like things you didn't get from childhood. It's like to the point where you are. Um, it's like to a detriment, a detriment to yourself. Does that sound, mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. yeah. But that's interesting. Wow. Like mm-hmm. you're living someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um. I recently listen to so I'm reading through this book called The Emotionally Healthy Woman Mm -hmm. by Jerry Scazzero and I often listen to um, her and her husband's podcast Emotionally Healthy Discipleship and she was just sharing her story about codependency and people pleasing and she was just sharing her experience um, of like you know um, growing up her and her family always did went to like a Christian uh, I mean I'm sorry a um, Christmas event um, every December and she realized as she got older. She's like, you know, this is something my parents value But I necessarily don't value not saying that she loves her parents less But it's something that she realized like this is not what she values and like she was doing before she was doing it out of just pleasing her Her mom mm. and she realized she was living her mom's life and not her own So that's where I got that idea from and another thing too, like I've learned my therapist shared with me she said we give and do what we want others to do for us. So, um, and this idea stems from people pleasing and an overall void that hasn't been filled. So a lot of people that I know may suffer from people pleasing because like I said, childhood trauma or like our caretakers or parents, they were not emotionally available. Therefore we react and treat people the way we hope to be treated as a child. And then it comes out in our adulthood as, Um, codependency or people pleasing, and so that's what I realized in myself like a lot of times I would do things for other people because that's what I wanted them to do for us but I mean I was trying to fill that void and I was expecting that they do the same thing for me so huh yeah yeah that's, that's that's like a lot of I think that's that takes first of all like a lot of self um just like looking within yourself and kind of trying to Mm -hmm. break down like who you are and a lot of people don't know themselves so I feel like it's It's very easy to kind of skate past like this this situation as being people-pleasing and just chalk it up to like well this is who I am this is Mm -hmm. who I've always been and like these are these have been my experiences so I'm just going to keep doing this Mm -hmm. you know that's wow (laughs) you are very emotionally like (laughs) intelligent and healthy so I really appreciate that because not a lot of people (laughs) like actually take the time to like do that you know mm-hmm. yeah it takes time though like it did not happen overnight let me <laughs> tell you that it did not happen overnight at all like
1: yeah. it's a
0: process i mean i'm still going through you know unlearning people pleasing and being codependent and you know figuring out my values and i think you made a great point like um we have to know what we like and what we don't like in our values in order to not be people pleasers mm-hmm. because a lot of time. Um, In childhood, I mean, as children, we do what our parents tell us to do and we and that gets carried along throughout as we get older. And so it's like we're continually doing that, but we don't necessarily um, have the time to, you know, figure out what we value or like. And so if we're not taking that time to figure out what we value and like, we're going to continue doing what other people value and like. And that's not healthy. It's, It's doing a disservice to yourself, to God as well as to others so right and i have this thought like as you were bringing up childhood um and like doing the things that your parents just told you to do a lot of us well i'm not gonna say a lot of us but some of us came from that household is where it's like you do what i say because i said so and there's Mm. no like explanation so I think like just coming from the mindset of that growing up it's like well I'm doing the things that my parents told me because Mm -hmm. you know I say so they say so and Mm -hmm. like I don't want to do anything other than that and then growing up in uh, into an adult when you're you know when other people are like asking you to do things or like telling you it's just like you don't want to cause um what's the word conflict right because Mm -hmm. it's just like well it's almost that mindset is like well like this person told me i need to do this so i'm gonna do this you know Mm -hmm. so that this person is like i don't get in trouble or like you know they're not mad at me in some way and that's Mm -hmm. so interesting because it's just like um you're a grown adult but the things that you experience in childhood like they really like hold on to you like if you don't like go through that um phase of, like, separating those things and realizing mm-hmm. that, like, you are not your experiences, you know? Okay, so moving on, um, I wanted to get your personal take, Courtney. Um, how did you know, like, how did you um, identify that you were a people pleaser? Now you say you're a recovering people pleaser, which I love. When did that start for you? Mm-hmm. So my experience as a people pleaser um, started about Five years ago, I was introduced to um, what codependency meant, and then I realized that codependency and people-pleasing were very similar. And so as I started learning more about codependency, I started seeing um, similar traits within my own lifestyle mm-hmm. and how I navigated relationships. And so um, I looked up the definition of codependency, and um, it says excessive excessive emotional or psychological psychological reliance on a partner and um i realized i was very codependent with my parents um and with other relationships not just my parents but and other relationships so as i started realizing these things and becoming aware i started doing unlearning and it was very tough because it required me to be more open about what i wanted Mm -hmm. to communicate to express my emotions and it was very hard because when i did those things um the other person's reaction may not have been what i expected um and it was scary because they may have you know they may have rejected me right or um um you know and wanted to end my re- the relationship with me or whatever and so it was a very challenging time um and I feel like I'm now currently I feel like I'm getting better at it and it's easier for me to express and say no and I know that's that's something we're going to discuss further but it's um it's it's been easier the more I'm aware of of what I'm doing and my behavior and just unlearning those things so um yeah and another thing to note too is like my therapist mentioned like everyone has a little bit of codependency in them Mm -hmm. um so it's it's pretty normal um to be codependent but it's 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 what matters is how you're becoming healthy and learning those people pleasing patterns um so yeah so I think everyone has a little codependency in them it's just more so how it's um it's acted out in your behavior that's so interesting first of all yeah like I can't imagine like just the thought process sometimes of telling someone no is mm-hmm. scary like as you mentioned so I feel like going through that process and like unlearning the first time that you say no it's just like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like, I, I feel like I'm about to melt or like combust yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's interesting that you mentioned that your your therapist said about like co- codependency in everybody Just Mm -hmm. my thought process is like, hmm, I wonder why, Uh, but I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I guess maybe from like (laughs) a Christian standpoint, I'm just like, maybe it's because we all just need Jesus and we just Mm -hmm. all need to be like dependent on Jesus. Maybe that's what that part of codependency is, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) That's like my thought process of where that went. Mm -hmm. But That's super interesting that everybody like has that within them. Mm -hmm. I feel like that says a lot about humans like in general. I think it's a little bit of, like, us as humans. Like you said, us as humans. Like, we want to be validated. We want to be accepted. Like, that's how God has wired us. And so, we continue to do these things for other people to fulfill that void. Um, And, like you said, from a Christian perspective, um, as we learn more about God and his character, um, we can fill that void with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I think it's just... You know, unlearning, and I don't think I don't think God wants us to be codependent. Well, that's a whole other thing that we can explore. (laughs) But, but um, I, I was just thinking, like I don't think God wants us to be yes women and yes men. Right? Like I think he gives, he makes us each differently and individually and uniquely um and so like we can say no we can you know he he wired us to be different so us being yes men i don't think is what he created us to be no um, i fully agree with that like i think Mm -hmm. something i was mulling over was like what is the difference like okay if we know that people pleasing is like it's like this emotional need to like please people to make them happy but like why right And Mm -hmm. I think at least for me, it's deeper. It goes deeper. It's like because I want like love and acceptance, you know, and to be like cherished and validated, like you said before. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, well, what is the difference between like if I was like people pleasing, like it just doesn't like line up with Jesus. Like it does not line up with Mm -hmm. Jesus was not a people pleaser. So my thought process is like, well, what is the difference between like love And like true love, like, you know, God's love and like people pleasing, because if they're not the same thing, but I'm looking for the same thing, the same result out of the both of them. Like what's, you know, I was trying to get to that conclusion, but I definitely think that people pleasing is just a very bad, like mock up of. Mm -hmm. What love is supposed to be, so I just think it's super interesting that we kind of fall for the narrative that like people pleasing equals love because it definitely does not. Like just because Mm -hmm. you do something for someone doesn't mean that they're Mm going to like you. It does not guarantee any of that. And I think like, that's the biggest thing is like, when you're people pleasing, you're trying to get something out of someone else. But when you're loving someone, like you're doing it from a place of like, seeing them as a human being, seeing them like through God's eyes and being like, Mm -hmm. okay, you deserve this. You deserve um, me treating you this certain way. But it's, it's coming out of a, like a confidence, you know, like in Christ Mm -hmm. versus like, um, uh, like oh I don't want to say a weakness like mm-hmm. I guess just yeah just not being confident and like you know it's like oh like I hope this person likes me mm-hmm. so that's really interesting yeah. I think when you were talking it reminded me of like I know a lot of times I um I know for me people pleasing stems from conditional love so like um maybe you know I didn't necessarily live in a household um that showed conditional i mean unconditional love so like in order for me to receive that unconditional love i had to do something that they wanted um so and, and and that's and that comes from other relationships too more so it didn't come from but um growing up like that um um then affected my other relationships as well so i'm like oh if this is how I'm going to receive love, then I need to do this for this person and I need to do what they want. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? So like, it's like denying my feelings and values and uh, back to like my experience. Um, I noticed that like I would constantly deny my needs and wants because um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily know what I wanted. <laughs> and then like, as I mentioned earlier, like that's what that's the importance of knowing your, your values yeah. and what you want. Um, so I would deny like my wants or needs and comply with what the other person wanted or whoever I'm in dealing with, whether it's a romantic relationship or a um, a family relationship. So, um, in return, like because I'm doing all this people pleasing, I will later feel resentful and upset towards them because I felt like I wasn't getting what I wanted. Oh, Um, and and I constantly put like other people first, and it had caused. My, some relationships end, bitterness in my heart and then at the same time um and re- like on the flip side um I guess like after these things had happened it it made me reflect and want to be like a better communicator and learn how to confront you know these people about how I'm feeling um so that's that's been my experience so it's 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 a mixture of like when I am people pleasing I get I become resentful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then but then I I stop and I have to think and I pray and I write and I'm like okay why am I feeling this what is it that I'm not communicating about myself and my needs and wants? um, um and then I and then and then I take action that way if it's whether it's like expressing my needs or confronting the person or something I didn't like they did or it's, it's usually it's honestly people pleasing the effect of people pleasing of like bitterness and anger it's really you it's not the other person right like it's it's and I think a lot of times we as people I don't know I've suffered my experience a lot of times I in past I will blame people like oh you did this you did that but it's me like I I had a voice I could communicate so I didn't know that at the time but that's something I'm learning now like I have a voice I can say what I want what I need and if they don't if they're if they aren't able to give it then i have to accept it and figure out how to fill my own cup you know no i love that first of all you touched on something that i was about to bring up like perfectly mm-hmm. about resentment mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. how people pleasing like breeds resentment and it's like a lot of times you're just like doing these things and you're like why well, want this person to like me but in the midst of it it's just like you get angry and it's mm-hmm. like why am i so mad and yeah. i was trying to figure out like is that resentment coming from, like, am I resenting myself or am I resenting the other person? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't exactly, I guess, know which one it is, but it just mm-hmm. breathes, like, anger into that relationship. So every time you see that person, you're just like, ugh. Like, you just, I think it just comes from, like, you're tired. Like, you are mm-hmm. working to do something that sometimes nobody asked you to do. It's just, right. like, your perception of the person and who that person is and that the type of you know, respect that they command when they walk into a room. So now you're just like, okay, well, I need to match that. And I need to do things to get this person to like me. And -hmm. then it's just like, you're, you're, um, what's the word? Like you're faking it, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not being authentic. And I think Mm -hmm. that like definitely puts a stressor on relationships because how are you in a relationship with someone who is not even like, they don't even know themselves, right? So exactly. it's counterfeit, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it. I think the beauty of, um, like, having these conversations and with your friends and your family, like, because a lot of times people have to become aware first to unlearn, right? Yes. And so, like, sometimes people are not aware, they're unaware of that they have people pleasing tendencies, or or just anything in general that they that they may need to work on but i think it's good to have these conversations because one it makes the other person know what your struggles are and they can help you through that so like for example my relationship my romantic relationship like we both know like we both have codependency and people pleasing issues um okay and so because we know each other and we know each other's struggles like we are able to um navigate from a space of compassion like okay and asking questions like are you sure you want to do this you're not doing this for me you're not doing this for them like are you sure you want to do this so it's like having that awareness is key because it will go a long way in your relationships and if the other person may not necessarily be aware I don't know I think that's something that you may have to like bear with and and journey with them in that process but um having people aware of their people-pleasing tendencies is very helpful in the long run because you can help each other yeah and it's like it's okay that we're not perfect like nobody mm-hmm. is perfect we're humans but it's like the more you know about yourself the more you can communicate from a, a more like authentic space and have relationships that are more meaningful because it's just like, I know what fits me. I know what doesn't fit me. I know my boundaries and the things that I can do and the things that I can't do, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think that just makes for healthier people all around. And I'm just like, what if people were just to look inside themselves, <laughs> right. do the work? Like, imagine how great our world would be. But, you know, it's cool. Step by step. <laughs> yes. It takes time. It really does. Time and grace. Yes. Oh, I like that um my my next question i guess for you or just for us to kind of explore is like um we were talking about like saying no and how hard mm-hmm. it can be mm-hmm. why do you think like people are so afraid to say no i guess mm-hmm. from like a people-pleasing stand standpoint or like do what's best for them mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a great question um and it's something that i've been i'm learning i mean learning and I'm learning too but um I think a lot of people are afraid to say no, and myself, um, it's because I'm fearful of either losing a relationship, rejection, or the person's reaction. Mm. Um, I often listen to Dr. Henry Cloud, and he wrote the book on Boundaries. Yes! Uh, I love that book! Boundaries, and also, um, what's the other book he wrote, Um, I can't remember, but um, yeah. talks about oh it's a necessary endings that's what it's called but anyway um he mentioned that when we respond with a no it's a litmus test to see um I guess the depth of of a friendship and how someone responds So like if someone if if we respond with a no and someone honors and respects our no then it shows that you know okay this, this person values my no but if someone questions or asks for justification for our no um that's when we have to like assess our assess the relationship we have with them um i think i mean it all depends on how when people ask like oh why did you say no it all depends on like where the, the motive and where that person's coming from when they're asking right. but if it's like a judgmental no like a judgmental why like why are you saying no like if i'm inviting you to my party and i don't want to go like why not like it is like you, like you don't have to give a reason why like you can just say no exactly and that's something i'm learning like you don't have to justify your no like it's just a straight up no and so um like I said to answer your question I think it's we're afraid to be become rejected we're afraid of losing a relationship um and yeah but I think it's necessary for us to say no because that's how we grow and that's how we learn our values so and our boundaries yes I totally agree and and just touching really quickly on rejection I think like Rejection is like what you said is so big because rejection is something that I think a lot of people now have the mindset that it's just like, it's whatever. Like if this person, you know, doesn't like me, whatever. That's like what we see and like hear from social media, which is Mm. a good, I guess it's like a very, it's a, it can be a good mindset in some, in some cases. But I do think like for everyone, rejection goes deeper um and i think it's easy to kind of play it off but mm-hmm. seriously like um when i was i was i forgot what website i was on but i was reading about rejection in general and it was saying, um, psychologically, that rejection is shown to activate the same areas in our brain that pain does, like, physical pain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, it's like we're getting, it's almost like like somebody slapped you, like, literally. Like, so when mm-hmm. people, like, use those examples, it's just like, you literally, like, stabbed me. Like, mm-hmm. in the, like you know how people who, like, you stabbed me in the back or, like, you, you know like, a knife through my heart, whatever, like, it's literally, it feels like it's, it's literally, like, the same thing, so I feel like that's why a lot of people are so afraid to, like, say no, because Um, they don't want to get hurt, um, and you really, like, internalize that, and then it's just, like, it's almost, like, um, if you've ever seen, like, uh, this is really bad, like, there are some, like, people who abuse, like, animals, or, like, Um, people who have been abused I guess um, in general Mm -hmm. um, when they were younger Younger. if you've ever seen like somebody like raise a hand to them like they flinch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's how I feel like um, Mm. getting that like rejection feels and then so I feel like that's how people pleasing is like an emotional response to like Mm -hmm. you know let me make sure like I don't get you know like hit in a sense like emotionally yeah. I don't know yeah. my, my example is a little all over the. Place, no yeah no, I get I it yeah Yeah. I feel like a lot of people try to um, avoid that avoid confrontation because it's mm-hmm. so like Perfect. I don't have the capacity to like deal with this I'm not courageous enough to like deal with this and then also I think what you said about um, like not you can just say no and then like mm-hmm. not have an explanation That is like unheard of. A lot of Mm -hmm. times, like the people that just like say no, I'm okay, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like just leave it there. It's just like yo, like sometimes I'm like, how do you guys do that? Yeah, Um, I've definitely found myself like I'll say no in either one a roundabout way. I'll give this really long, Mm -hmm. lengthy, um, like reasoning. or uh-huh. I'll just say no and, you know, like, try to make an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's okay to just say no yeah. and leave it at that. Like, you don't even have to explain yourself. But a lot of people are, like, they like to know why. Well, why? Yeah. You know, so you're expecting to, to give that response. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, I, as I was writing my notes and thoughts down, Um, I think I have a lot of people-pleasing uh, challenges when it comes to the responsibilities as a christian mm. or more so not not responsibilities as a christian more so uh, responsibilities as a leader i guess hmm. christian, in, in the church and so like um i don't know there's a season for everything but a lot of times i feel extremely guilty for not wanting to like lead or not wanting to participate in certain things um because i feel like that's what i'm supposed to do and so like right now in this season i'm wrestling with that and i kind of wrestled with that a little bit last year too and so i'm just trying to really take a deep thought and reflection like why is it that i don't want to do certain things
1: right. um
0: and it and and i was asking myself am i is it apathy like am i becoming apathetic but i don't think that is because like i still i still desire to um I still desire to, you know, be in communion with God and spend time with God and spend time with people. It's just like some things I just don't want to participate in. So I'm. That's where I'm at in my uh, my um, thought process and people pleasing within like the Christian culture, Christian church. That's actually uh-huh. really like a good thought. I feel like when it comes to Christians, like we don't really talk about people pleasing like that you Mm -hmm. know and especially like leadership I think it first of all it takes a lot like it it can take a lot out of you Mm -hmm. um so like just maintaining a healthy space for yourself maintaining boundaries is super important because it's just like you are called to be a leader but I also believe that you know God is not calling you to put your hand in every single pot, you know? Exactly. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely easy to get caught up in that as a leader because you're just like, okay, well, you know, I'm a leader, so I need to lead the people like in this, this, and this. When really it's like, hmm, actually these are the giftings and the qualities that God yes. has given me. And mm-hmm. these are the things that I need to be focusing on because these are the things that I know about, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely hard sometimes because you just want to like please everybody, There we go. Like people pleasing within the church. It's like saying no, I feel like in the church is kind of unheard of. Mm -hmm. Like it's always like, Well, you know, are you okay? As soon as you say are you okay? Is everything is everything okay? Like, do Mm -hmm. you want to discuss? You know, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, (laughs) trying to maintain healthy boundaries, you know, with what I can and cannot do. So I I honestly applaud you because I know just from like personal experience people have given me flack when i'm just like no i don't want to do that it's just like well why why not you know Mm -hmm. but i think that's i think that's dope because in the in the long run it um what's the word like it keeps you from being burnt out yeah Mm You know yep which is a whole (laughs) nother topic but Mm -hmm. you can get there very easily yeah i really like what you said about um like you don't have to put your hand in every pot and it reminded me of um, what one of my lady mentors told me she said that everything good that comes our way doesn't necessarily mean it's for you to do Mm -hmm. and that really made me feel at ease um and and like motivates me to like say not motivates me but gives me uh a comforting feeling like I can say no like if if, is this what God wants me to do in this season and like you know um you know just like discerning that and it takes and it does definitely take discernment and thinking and reflecting on um but that's something like I'm I'm trying to apply like everything good doesn't necessarily mean I have to do because she was asking me to do something um regarding with her ministry and I said this is a great opportunity but I do not have the capacity to do this um and she was like that is totally fine and that's when she said you know everything good that comes your way it's not necessarily meant for you to do and like you have to be faithful to what god has called you to do and yeah you know, a lot of times people may not know what that is like what what god is saying is priority in your life and so if they don't know that then then i mean i don't think they have to know that but i think um are no like i think like if, if, if it's something like the whole priority thing like if if God would place something like okay this should be priority in your life in this season mm. but that other person may not necessarily know mm. I think it's fine for them to not know but it may be a, in respect like to tell them like this is what is priority for me and like anything that doesn't align with this I'm not going to do mm. Um and I think that's I mean I think it's just also a matter of communicating like communicating will get you a far far away <laughs> yes no so, i definitely agree yeah mm-hmm. um i guess kind of going into like because you kind of touched on it um mm-hmm. like combating a people-pleasing mindset you know mm-hmm. i feel like some just right there from like you talking right now like i'm i'm very practical and like okay well how do i apply this so i think my thought like coming out of what you just said was just like um number one there are like seasons where you go through like um seasons where you are doing something um and then seasons where you're focusing on something else so not just because you're not focusing on something right now doesn't mean that like later on in life or like next year or whatever that you're not going to be focusing on that so I think like one of the important things to do is like from a Christian woman's standpoint it's just like here God's voice and like Make sure that you know like what He's saying to you about like your Purpose and your passions and like how they Align with the things that you're doing right now Because I think that will clear up some Of the confusion Um, And then it's easier to Say no that way it's just like you Know hey I'm so sorry But this is not you know The thing that I'm supposed to be doing right now just like You said or like like you said like this is not In my I don't have the Capacity for this right now you mm-hmm. know which is not like um saying that you know the thing that you're doing is not great but it's not what I'm called to do right now and I think right. that kind of makes it easier um and kind of gives some like clarity and you're able to just work from that starting point point. and then I also mm-hmm. think like um, it's it's nice to once you have that in your mind it's like okay these are the things that I know I'm called to do right. these are the things that are not aligning I like to write that stuff down because yes. I'm just like I, I'm easily forgetful sometimes so like I'll leave like notes and stuff in my uh, phone or like I have like this like on my wall I'll just like write down like um like my big why and like my specified why you know and like the things that I'm doing so then when I come across those things I'm just like hmm like are the things that I'm doing aligning with right you know what what is going on in my life right now and I think it helps Mm -hmm. you really like clean house and also keep certain things out yep that's really good that is that is really good it definitely that gives you direction and just being able to prioritize and not being burned out so yeah that definitely yeah. helps and it also I think helps to like set boundaries mm-hmm. you know I've always thought that like when um, a question comes up that's when I set the boundary
1: mm-hmm. but I
0: more so feel like now it's like looking at who I am and um, the things that I'm like going after I feel like that's where I should be setting the boundary Yeah, because it's just like um, if you have those boundaries in place already, then when somebody asks you, like throws you a curveball ball,
1: you can mm-hmm. identify it
0: and be like, No, I'm sorry, this doesn't work for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Now, I was gonna say one thing too that I, um, I want to say and that I've learned. So, it's a story, and I think me I think me and you talked about this one time, but I, I cannot remember the story fully, and nor can I tell you where it is in the bible but i can give you i can look it up and give you the reference later but um i was reading a book called the master of one and it pretty much that book talks about like pursuing what god has called you to do and pursuing that one thing um and so it gave an example of when jesus was um the disciples asked jesus like oh can you um stay with us and pray and pray with us for a while and he told them no because he has to he didn't say it like that he probably said something he framed it in a way that was gentle but i mean no can be gentle too whatever but he pretty much said no he pretty much said no and said i have to um go to the cross like that's where he was going he was he was going to the cross um to be crucified and because he knew he knew what he had to do he knew what he was called to do he knew he had to be somewhere at a specific time and he, he, because he loved us so much because he knew that God loved us so much, he did it. And so I think those are the things that we have to keep in mind when we're saying no. And when, 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 you know, we're getting out of this people pleasing phase, like, what is it that God wants me to do? What is it um, that I value and love Um, and navigate from that space. And I think that will help with our people-pleasing tendencies and our ability to say no. That is so good. And, -hmm. and, like, just having a, I think for me, just having, like, a prime example of, like, my savior saying no to Mm -hmm. other people, people that he loved, it makes me, like, it backs me up. So I'm like, okay, I'm justified as long as I'm doing it, number one, from a Mm -hmm. place of love. And, you know, doing it for a bigger cause, you know? So right. I mm-hmm. think that's, like, that just makes me feel, like, mm-hmm. good. Because I'm just like, yes. you know what? Like, Jesus didn't say yes to everybody. so Right. Exactly. He's not expecting me to say yes to everybody either, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, obviously, he, of course, he loves praying with people. He loves praying for people. But, like, that was something good. But he knew that he had to be somewhere. And he knew that what mission he had to fulfill. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I want to thank you, Courtney, for just coming on here today and having this conversation. Um, I feel like this conversation is so needed and it's so important for us to talk about these things um, just so that we kind of understand, like you like you were saying, how to unlearn um, the behaviors that we have um, picked up, maybe unintentionally. And I think one thing that you mentioned that I think is super important um, and I think I've told you that you've inspired me to do is like go to therapy, you know, if you can, if you get the chance, like go to therapy and just be able to experience um, just learning yourself and kind of unlearning those behaviors um, that you know, took you from childhood to adulthood, um, that are not affecting your life in the best way, because it's always important to keep growing and continue to, um, learn ourselves. I think this was awesome. I'm, I'm thankful for, um, this time and just thinking about people pleasing and saying no and unlearning. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to close out this episode. Um, thank you guys for listening in. And if you have any thoughts on the episode, feel free to DM me. You can follow uh, me on Instagram at God Girl a Mike podcast. Or you can also follow my personal Instagram. My name is Yvette underscore. Hey, so thanks for listening, guys. And make sure to stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye.